0: Hey, guys, this is Corey Osborne from the Box Office Bros Podcast, and I just wanted to let you guys know it's the 10th episode. I'm super excited about this. I'm so happy about this. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, thank you for supporting me through these 10 episodes and supporting Chance as well, obviously. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, We have a great show lined up for you today, but I have some housekeeping stuff. Um, yeah my audio equipment has not been the greatest to me these past few weeks so I'm fixing that stuff should be better over the next two weeks Um, I'm getting some new equipment coming in So stuff will sound a little bit shoddy at moments here But it's still a great podcast We have Sam Bench here today He's an Omaha-based filmmaker He's a very talented guy I just wanted to pick his brain And, you know, get to listen to his insight On what's happening in movie news And what's happening in the movie sphere in general um, From the artist's point of view It's a great podcast And I hope you enjoy it Hello guys, this is Corey Osborne from the Box Office Bros Podcast.
1: This is Chance Oliver from, from that same podcast. Oh, uh, you, you think? it's Is it from the same podcast? No, this is a gardening podcast. You just kind of invited me in from off the
0: Honestly, stairs. let's just have a gardening fo- podcast. We'll go in the middle of mole halls or something right. like Wait that. Wait
1: till June to plant your tomatoes.
0: Um. <laughs> and today in the studio that is not a studio, um, we have <laughs> Sam Bench in the room. He is a local filmmaker. Um, thank you, Sam, for being in the podcast. So hi, this is Sam. Hello. (laughs) Hi, guys. (laughs) We have a great show lined up for you today. We're going to be talking about Christopher Nolan's new film, Tenet. We're going to be talking about Robert Pattinson most likely being Batman. We're also going to talk about how Annie Leibovitz should have taken my senior photos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) That would be, wouldn't those be amazing senior photos?
1: So are you saying? Me on like
0: a tauntaun. Are you saying Something you want, like, like that?
1: R2 right next to you, just like <laughs> in like the stepbrothers pose? Yes, that's, exa- that's
0: exactly what I would love. But, no, all joking aside, she's a fantastic photographer, and she, took, um, she did her usual Star Wars spread for The Rise of Skywalker, and the pictures are amazing. And also, we have listener questions because apparently some of you guys actually listen to this podcast so that's kind of fun hey so cool (laughs) so thank you uh so you can go ahead we have some listener questions for sam and you know let's get right into it christopher nolan's new film is called tenet and it is we don't know that we don't know a ton about it we know it's a christopher nolan film people described it as being like hitchcockian and different stuff like that and mind bending and all that jazz and having a good time with it. And we know a lot about talent that's in it right now where basically Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Dilecki, um John David Washington who is in Black Klansman which was amazing. And let's see, we also have uh, Ludwig Jorensen who scored um, Black Panther and a lot of and pretty much everything that Ryan Coogler has done. And he's fantastic, and he's doing the score, which is cool because, like, usually I just always think that Hans Zimmer's going to instantly score all of his movies. <laughs> so I, I think this yeah. is going to be interesting. It's going to have an interesting feel. And I wonder if a lot of his stuff is going to borrow from Zimmer. Because one thing that uh, Ludwig is good and that I've noticed, he's great at taking other people's stuff and throwing his own spin on it and still being pretty original with it. Because he did that with, I don't know off the top of the head who did um, who did the original Rocky? but he enhanced that score for the Creed films and everything like that. So thought that was interesting. What do you guys think about Tenet? What do you think about the name? What do you think about everything around it? I know there's not a lot about this, so it might be a little bit short, but let's go with Sam. What do you think? what do you are you um, a Nolan fan? Are oh, you excited yeah. for this? Everything like that? Okay. Yeah,
2: I am a huge Christopher Nolan fan. ok. if there's he's probably one of if not my favorite director, okay, rather than director. Uh, and so anytime he comes out with a film, I'm very excited. Yes. Very very excited. I think his writing, his storytelling capability is like off the charts, next mm-hmm. level. Uh, and so, um, yeah, seeing because his, well, Michael Caine's in this one. Yeah. You know, Michael Caine is in every film he does pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean he, it's it's interesting seeing this kind of cast and crew, it's not like who he usually works with exactly. And so it's gonna, I think it's gonna be interesting, and it's cool that he's kind of, derailing from his usual, uh, cast members. and and everything but i mean christopher nolan he always brings his top game writing wise directing wise uh i mean he knows what he's doing and so like everyone was pounding him for doing uh for casting harry styles and yeah and dunkirk (laughs) but i thought harry styles was was a great casting choice i mean his he's
0: perfect for the film that it was in he didn't have a ton to. He didn't have a ton of dialogue to do, but he yeah. emoted very, very well. Yeah. A lot of people didn't have a lot of huge dialogue pieces in Dunkirk. and Well, it's just like run that.
1: away from the Germans and get on the <laughs> boat. <Yeah. laughs> I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so
2: so I trust him in whatever he's about, whatever he's going to do.
0: No, for sure. It's really interesting. And I'm just really wanting to know just like what this is, who is – because I also have been thinking people are just like assuming that Robert Pattinson – is the lead for it but what if um john david washington is because he was the Mm -hmm. first person to be announced to be a part of this film i'm kind of just like thinking like i don't know i think people are getting into that whole like oh white dude that kind of looks like nolan is obviously the (laughs) protagonist for a christopher nolan film which is neither here nor there i'm not complaining about it but that's just how it's been (laughs) so it's one of those things where i just think i think that both of them would be great choices and different stuff like that because both of them are some of the best actors doing their thing right now, especially Robert Pattinson. Like, he's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where, yeah, I'm just really interested with the talent everything going through. Chance, what do you think?
1: Uh, that uh, Collider article that you sent me mentioned something that I think is a good point. Um, with Chris Nolan movies, there's always that, like, when you get first get the title, you're like, what does that even mean? Like, well, Inception, you know, like, oh, what, what, what does that mean? And then now Inception, just the word is synonymous with that movie kind of the same goes for interstellar dunkirk not so much and uh the dark knight trilogy is kind of on the nose on that bit but it just kind of makes my mind go back to these uh little story bits that we've gotten before with like oh this movie's like three movies in one movie i'm like what does that even mean (laughs) what are you talking about and um i like the cast like like, Robert Pattinson has gotten a really bad rap. We'll talk more about that a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's sparkly, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's not... Yeah, but yeah, we'll get into that. Oh, we'll get into that. It's fun to watch the internet do stuff. But that's not the point. <laughs> like, was it Elizabeth Elizabeth Becky. Is that her name? Yeah. Like, I liked her as, like, you know, we saw our brief in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as, uh, I guess, was The Sovereign? Yeah. Um... It'll be nice to see how she acts when she's not painted like an Emmy. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she looked like a Grammy. Oh. I'm, kidding, I'm kidding, though. She 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 looked
1: more like an Emmy. I don't know. Emmy, uh, Oscar. <laughs> something shiny. Uh, but I'm excited to see the movie. Uh, I hope we get like a little bit of plot details, please. Something. I doubt it. Something.
0: I doubt it. I think the most plot deal, details we'll get will be from the trailers. Yeah, sure that's that's usually the most you'll get from a Christopher Nolan film. And something that I love about Christopher Nolan, and that I wish... That Hollywood would do more with their directors is they let him make they let him make his damn movie <laughs> and what they do and they also like let him have his own ideas and make new content you know me if you listen to this podcast you know that I love all of these franchises I love Star Wars I love Marvel but I also like new stories, and I just wish that people would trust directors the same way that they trust Nolan. But I'm also really happy that there's a director like Nolan where they'll be like, okay, you did your time with the Batman franchise. You can just create whatever the hell you want now. So I think that's really cool. One Mm -hmm. cash
1: cow to every independent project. (laughs) That's the rules, Chris. And then he did it, and then he's like, all right, you can make whatever. (laughs) Do y'all have anything else you want to say about Tenet? Uh, Matthew McConaughey better not be saying Murph in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Murph, <laughs> it's the new dimension. Murph, dude, that never cr- watch that movie ever again. <laughs> that
0: crying scene though, when he's like going through all the time mm-hmm. with his son, dude, that hit me. He's he's just that, really he's good am- at crying. Yeah, dude, like, he if, really is. If, you, really if you've is. seen uh, Dallas Buyers Club, yes, I have seen Dallas He's Buyer's like Club. there's a scene
2: similar to that where he just he's just in front of the camera crying. Yeah, and he's just a really
0: good crying actor. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. Good for McConaughey. I bet he cries at his Lincoln all the time. He's like, you know, I got all this money. All right, all right, all right, right to the bank. Okay, well, okay, well, with our next topic, we have Robert Pattinson is most likely the Batman. According to Variety, their sources say that he's in final negotiations with Warner Brothers to become the next Batman and Matt Reeves upcoming Um, Batman film that's supposed to be kind of a period piece-ish where it's going a little earlier in Batman's career and stuff like that. And Apparently there's going to be a bevy of villains and different stuff like that. So yeah, Robert Pattinson's going to be the Batman and he's going to stare awkwardly at people all the time (laughs) and he's going to (laughs) sparkle and it's going to be great according to the internet who don't watch movies. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, but... You can't complain about Robert Pattinson if you haven't watched him. And like, and most of these guys and gals haven't even seen him in Twilight if they didn't like Twilight. They've just <laughs> yeah. seen videos about Twilight on YouTube or yeah. something like that. So it's just one of those things where I know I'm just like instantly going out of the gate with my opinion. But uh, Chance, what do you think about Robert Pattinson being Batman? Guess- Possibly being Batman and Nicholas Holt being a runner-up. Personally, I really don't want Nicholas Holt to be Batman, but uh, continue. You, 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 I don't want to influence you.
1: I think it's a good choice. So, we're saying this is going to be a younger Batman? Yeah. Now, so, first, it just raises a bunch of questions from, like, is this part of the DCU or is it all by itself? I'm fine with either. I just I just want to know, okay?
0: Um, you want to know? You want Warner Bros. to show you? Yes. You want to, like, strangers like me? Okay, anyways, continue Sure.
1: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, no, I just like to no, know, but like Pattinson, I think he's fine. Like, I think the article I read was saying, like, he is the second youngest person to play Batman because, like, he's 33 right now. He's
0: older than Christian
1: Bale. Christian Bale is 31 when he was 31. Yeah. In oh,
0: really? Yeah, he's older than Christian Bale was when he was cast as Batman.
1: Oh, wow. So, uh, I think he's got the chin for it. <laughs> he does have
0: a pretty nice <laughs> when, chin. When he's under the cowl. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, that chin. Um, no, I think a lot of people need to give him a chance because. Like I said, I haven't seen him in much besides Twilight. I thought he was really good. Like I think his acting debut, at least what I first saw him in, was uh, the fourth Harry Potter movie. Yeah, he's quite good. He was that. Cedric Diggory. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Um, man, that maze was trippy. But <laughs> <laughs> Enough about Harry Potter. I think it's a good idea. Um, uh, <laughs> don't sass me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I think that i don't know this matt like we've been hearing about this matt reeves batman movie for so so long first it was like oh this is gonna be ben affleck's movie as himself as director okay ben's out as director but matt reeves is gonna be the director Uh, and Batflex out he's gone history no one cares uh i I just want this to be here already we've been hearing about for so long it feels like it's it's borderline a myth right now. Uh, what you I don't to?
0: think it's. I don't think it's a myth though. I think that they've kind of like They've gone through things. This has been kind of tumultuous for them. But I think that they're figuring their stuff out. They were gonna go with um, Ben Affleck. I'm guessing that they didn't want to take Ben Affleck out i'm guessing that when they took him out of the director seat he was kind of like nah Mm. i don't want to be a part of this anymore and so they had to deal with Mm. the repercussions there so then they had to find a good director or a great director like matt reeves and they had to you know basically start from the ground up so it makes sense why it's taken as long as it's taken Mm -hmm. but with that being said Sam, what do you think about Robert Pattinson?
2: I, I think he's a good casting choice. Um, I think he's underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done the past years. He's done just small independent films, mm-hmm. and I think when you do those, you, I think you just become a better actor. Yeah. Uh, and and so him coming fresh out of that is, I think, is just a positive. Uh, I, I mean, I'm more concerned. I mean, I'm happy that they're finally doing. They're giving a good director, um, a good film because I mean, for me. Besides, after Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, Batman was kind of ruined by DC's yeah. films. And mm-hmm. I just, I mean, they just ruined the character for me. Uh, no, yeah. And so I hope that this film can reunite him and me together Yeah, in, in the movie theater. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, DC just hit them and, yeah, it was just not good.
0: No, yeah. It's like one of those things where as great of a writer as Chris Terrio is um because he wrote argo so yeah he's fantastic but it's one of those things where he literally at one point said batman could get raped in my movie (laughs) and i'm like what (laughs) like like, why would that even why would that even cross your mind like i'm not saying that batman couldn't get raped in a movie but why is that like the first thing when you're like yeah dude i'm revolutionary batman could get raped in this movie i'm like what that is so this is so off-putting like why like why are you even saying that i'm like that's so uncomfortable
1: like what is your problem (laughs) but uh this doesn't like being interviewed yet. up the ante so no one would ever talk to him again. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: continue on what was some of your issues with batman and batman v superman and justice league if you even watched justice league i i didn't even see justice league because <laughs> uh, no, that's the funny yeah. thing because i was like
2: have you seen justice league because he's worse <laughs> yeah because i saw i was really excited for batman because I, I, I was too i i a lot of people didn't like man of steel but I, I just, at the time, because I was, I was younger in filmmaking, I thought it was, like, really cool to watch. No. And I thought Zack Snyder is, like, really good at making things look
0: cool. Oh, no. It's a good-looking film. Like, yeah. No, but, I, I'll never argue against that. It's, and then like, I, well, then it's I learned really about great, was,
2: His storytelling isn't the best. And mm-hmm. so, when Batman vs Superman, like, all the trailers were coming out, I thought that I was, like, I was super excited. And mm-hmm. so, when I went to the film, it was just so all over the place. The storytelling wasn't good. The... It was just not very it just it just wasn't written properly from yeah. a character perspective. And so yeah, I didn't even see Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> you, you dodged yourself a bullet there, yeah, dude. It's not a film. good film. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to my, and my brother saw it and he said that it was one it was not a good movie and so I I didn't
0: waste my time. No, for sure. And it's one of those things where uh oh, gosh. It's just one of those things where like you can just tell Affleck just really doesn't care. Cause yeah. with BVS, at least he actually seemed like he cared about the role. Mm-hmm. But in Justice League, he's kinda just there. He's kinda just chilling. And at times he almost like reminded me of Tony Stark. And I'm like, what? This is just weird. Like this yeah. is not like Batman does not quip like that. Yeah. And it was just like it was just <laughs> weird. I was like, Joss, stop riding him like that. Like, please, like, I really like how you write dialogue. Like, as a writer, I actually think a part of the reason why I write the way that I write, for better or for worse, when it comes to people talking to each other, I think a part of that has to do (laughs) with Joss Whedon, because I really like the fermetic, you know, rhythm and different things like that, where you get the really cool dialogue and quip, like, Tarantino does it probably the best out of anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And Joss does it really well as well. But if you get too much into it, it's almost like every single character isn't a character. They're a quip machine and different things like that. So I noticed that was happening in it. But anyways, getting off of that bunny trail, Robert Pattinson, what I think about it, I think it's a great casting choice. I think that it's really good. I think the internet needs to stop being a baby about it. And they need to understand and they need to watch, you know, more indie films, and I'm not trying to be that guy who's like pretentious about it. Like, oh my gosh, I just spend my day on Amazon Prime watching every single indie film. Have you ever seen Beautiful Boy? Oh <laughs> it's really good, God. by the way. <laughs> it's idea. really good. But anyway, don't
1: talk to me unless you've seen Swiss Army Man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think I haven't seen Swiss Army Army Man. Is it any good? It's pretty good. It's really weird. It looks but really weird, so but sure I need. Is. I really need to check it out.
2: It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I've good things about
0: it. But no, yeah. So I think that's a good casting choice. I think that um you'll have I think that we'll have like a heck of a lot of fun with this movie because I um was watching a video and somebody had like the original Batman theme from the animated series um Before it just has like a little intro to his video, Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I just want a Batman that feels like gothic Mm -hmm. and cool, just like that, and kind of like the old Batman, but like with a mix of like new flair and new technology. And have like, I just want Batman to get crushed by a ton of villains. I want it to be like the Arkham games where all of them are just like, yeah, let's just get him. And I think Robert Pattinson can play so tortured and so Mm -hmm. like dark. And I think he can also play you know the suave bruce wayne and all that stuff so i think he's really great casting for it and i'm also just excited to see what he will do and also side note about robert pattinson you need to like watch him in all of his roles because i can't quite peg his style of being an actor. And I can't quite peg where he would be if you were to ever typecast him. Like sometimes I even feel like I could typecast McConaughey and he's a fantastic, like he, he's mm-hmm. done different roles obviously, but with um, Pattinson, he's almost kind of like bail in the way that he can just, he just becomes like, you see him talk in a certain accent and it's that mm-hmm. you don't hear Robert Pattinson, you hear that person. And different things like that and he's just one of those weird actors that can really just flip a switch i don't know if he's method or not or anything like that and i sure hope he's not because sometimes method just <laughs> just feels so pretentious <laughs> <Like I'm, laughs> but if it works for you it works for you but anyways with that being said i think that it's an excellent choice we're going to take a quick break here and we'll be with back with you in just a moment Hey guys, this is Corey Bosbourne. Bob's Bob'sborn, Bob's, born. Born. <laughs> Bob's born. That's a great way to start know, this Bjorn. off. <laughs> Bjorn. and Corey, I'm Corey Bjorn. And we are back with the Box Office Bros podcast. Sam Bench is here. He's a filmmaker. He is incredibly talented, good guy, knows a lot <laughs> about film good chap Thank chance you. is here as always we don't care anyways okay all right that's cool <laughs> we're gonna talk you. chance don't worry i love you buddy tell my therapist about it. <laughs> i bet you tell your therapist a lot about me dude he probably knows you better than you know yourself probably <laughs> honestly but here we go we're gonna be talking about annie lebowitz she did her ceremonial star wars spread that she's done for all of these films and it's really really dope it's a really great Spread where she's in the desert, she's in other locations, she's taking really rad pics of you know, our boys and girls doing their Star Wars things, having a rad time. We see Ray, my bae, we see Finn, <laughs> my dude. You got to see Kylo Ren, who's going to be Ren, de- Ren deemed by the end of this. <laughs> I'm calling it, even though I don't really want it to happen. But, anyways, <laughs> you're done. Well, Yeah, uh, uh. well, the first photo that I want to talk to you all about is there is J.J. Abrams with them Knights of Ren. He's just chilling there. He kind of like you see these Knights of Ren that literally look like road warriors from Mad Max. They're just Mm -hmm. looking like they're just about to like lay the law down. I also thought this was. I also want to like sprinkle this some ideas in your head. Um, something really cool that I saw that i noticed was that kylo's fighting these guys in the trailer <laughs> i don't know if that's a spoiler or something and i don't or i don't know if he's just like i'm gonna train you of sorts fight
1: because that could be it but oh, i don't, yeah. I, I
0: missing I don't some really context. yeah missing yeah exactly you're missing some context so sprinkling that idea all that jazz what do you think about this picture in um, particular I,
2: I, I think i'm glad just to see jj abrams yeah in it uh <laughs> Because uh, it was there's a whole thing. My brother knows a lot about this. He. He d- despised uh, the, the Last, Last Jedi. The Last was, Jedi. Oh heavily. gosh! I mean, I've never. I would seen love. Him so I upset. would
0: love. To, I'd love to talk to your brother you would, about this. Oh, he'll talk to you about. No, it. T- no. The funny thing is, is I'm one of like the biggest Jedi, um, Last Jedi defenders. There's oh, you yeah, a lot to. of people who want to fight you. No, the thing is, yeah, exactly. The thing is, I just know, because sometimes people will be going on about it, and I'll be like, I really like the Last Jedi. I think it's a really great film about failure, and that's a good thing we should be teaching kids. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it killed my childhood Corey. and i'm like okay i'm sorry <laughs> i think it's an excellently shot film and i understand that there's a lot of problems but you need to understand that there's a lot of good things in a in a fundamentally flawed film but it's still kind of good I, in a I, lot of ways i agree with you
2: like i i i enjoy i thought it was entertaining yeah even though it, this the writing oh was, yeah was uh all, all yeah, it over it the all place over. i thought i thought it was place. really cool it it was entertaining it looked cool um, and so I, I, I enjoyed it and I, I liked the, what Star Wars has created, like what they've built over so, uh-huh. m- so long and, and so I, I appreciate the movie, uh, but I, I, it was just, there was a lot of writing issues, um, for sure. but I, I, I'm glad to see J.J. Abrams is involved in this one, mm-hmm. um, and it, yeah, there's this whole thing of, um, Brian Johnson, it was something with J.J. J. Abrams, like wrote the last he wrote like the th- three films or he wrote mm-hmm. three films and then Ryan Johnson didn't use any of his material.
0: Yeah, well like that. that's that's very evident because <laughs> one thing, as much as I like The Last Jedi, I will say It doesn't make sense as a middle part for the trilogy. It just straight up, it seems more like a final part of a trilogy that's going to be continued with another trilogy. That's like how it reads a lot more. So it's a little bit weird that they're going to wrap it up after this one film. Mm -hmm. So um, after that film, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I'm, what curious. You, I'm yeah. curious how they're gonna do it. No, for sure, it's, me too. It's gonna be interesting. What do you think, Chance, about the Knights of Ren seeing our boy J.J. Abrams? Personally, I think he's a much more competent sci-fi director mm-hmm. than Ryan Johnson. I think Ryan Johnson can do a lot more heady, cool stuff. And I also think he could do stuff in Star Wars too. But just get him the heck away from <laughs> characters that people like <laughs> and people know. <laughs> I think people will be le- more receptive once they he has a new character. So if his trilogy is still going to be a thing. Um, that uh, I think new characters will work out, but what do you think?
1: Uh, where are my lens flares at? But uh, <laughs> you didn't see like one lens flare in that trailer. No, you didn't. Which is <laughs> it's really rare.
0: It's very like... Lucas. It's a very Lucas trailer. But continue yeah. on. It's probably just gonna say them all. I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna talk over you the entire time, Chance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, um, The Knights of Ren. I was like. Because we well we first saw that in episode seven, I'm like, "What's the Knights of Ren? Is that like some little Seth Cult or something?" And like, yeah, and then like the Last Jedi comes around, and I'm like, uh, "The Judge, or, like the owner from the golf club and Caddyshack, we're just like, well, we're waiting." <laughs> <laughs> and um, and like we get that little brief passing mention in Last Jedi is like leader of the Knights of Ren. I'm like, "Come on, on with it." <laughs> um, <clears throat> so i'm very excited to finally see them because like what's their relationship to kylo where do they i mean maybe you don't need know where do they come from but, like what what's their gimmick or what what's their what's their goal with like you know the first order the resistance the new republic rip uh-huh. yeah so <laughs>
0: where do you come from night nights of ren where do you go you left, you left come, the plot. he left, you left the come. plot <laughs> in Last of <laughs> Jedi. Cotton oh <my> <laughs> Kylo Ren's. Knights of Ren's. <laughs> what if they were just called the Kylo Ren's? Wouldn't that be the perfect, like, boy band? Hi, guys. This is Kylo and the Ren's. <laughs> Ooh, Ray, You no. are my bae, Rey. Ooh, Ray. It wouldn't be a podcast if, unless I sang for, no, like, a see, so, that tiny that part of it. the Kylo that we know
1: <laughs> is the diva of the group and just left... <laughs> So did anyone on my own? Did any of you guys
0: see the um video that SNL did a few years ago when the Force Awakens came out, where it is like undercover boss yes. or killer base? Oh, <laughs> it oh it's uh... so funny because it's like I see in your mind. It is stupid. Gosh, I can't get over how
1: good Adam Driver is. Yeah,
0: he's so fantastic. He's a great yeah. actor, and um he was a marine. Yeah, dude. I thought that was really interesting.
1: I think he's the best character in the new Oh, trilogy. no, by,
0: by far. I think that J.J. created some amazing characters. Like, I really love Finn, and I really love um, I really love Kylo, and Ray is getting better with each movie, in my opinion. But... Poe got kind of whack in Last Jedi. <laughs> he did get a little whack. And Finn got a little bit whack in the Last Jedi, too. He had the same exact arc <laughs> as he did in the first film. But <laughs> All that stuff with Kiss from Rose. Exactly, but... <laughs> kylo ren is obviously the most interesting character that jj came up with and ryan johnson noticed that and he doubled down on it because he thought it was the most interesting thing to kind of explore in the last jedi so i think yeah i think that was pretty cool and we have carrie russell in a bounty hunter-esque kind of thing you know she's carrie russell she's one of jj abram's you know, pals, JJ's Bay. She's JJ. Well, (laughs) JJ is married with kids. He is not JJ's Bay. We're not starting room. This is not a rumor podcast, Yes, it is. but, um, yeah. So Carrie Russell, do you guys have any like attachment to her or anything like that? Or any, like you guys understand or watch anything that she's been in? I'm sure I've watched stuff with her in it and I'm sure she's great, but I cannot recall a time that I've watched anything with Carrie Russell in
1: it. (laughs) The name sounds familiar. I know I have. Well my, well, my first thought on the picture is that looks really cool. She
0: looks Yeah, she looks awesome. And I love the colors. I just love the command of color that Annie Leibovitz has in her pictures. Like, mm-hmm. gosh, so talented. So cool. Like, seriously, teach me photography because yeah. I'm an amateur. <laughs> so please, teach me. Yep.
1: <laughs> the thing that worries me, though, is that, like, oh, man, that looks really cool. And the last time I went, oh, man, that looks really cool in <laughs> a Star Wars movie was with Captain Phasma. I was like, oh, man.
0: Yeah, and you have the same guy riding it. <laughs> oh. Except Larry Kasdan isn't going to be there, though, but Maybe still. Larry. I don't know. I, I want some... Larry Kasdan is great, and you can't. You, you, I know. You can't. The guy, can't wrote, the, guy, the guy wrote Empire, so. I know.
1: <laughs> but um, I just, I don't know, it's like. I want a little more than what we got with Phasma. Like, I, I'm not saying she has to be in like the whole movie, but something, you know,
0: I doubt important. it. She was announced later in the cast process, so I doubt that. Because typically when they announce people, they go from most important to least important. That's kind of the way that it goes. Even though they did have Max von Sydow in the first casting announcement for The Force Awakens, and he's just in the first scene, and they used an actor of the caliber of Max von Sydow for literally dying in the
1: beginning of the film. I remember when she was a princess. Okay, see you later. Okay.
0: <laughs> see you later. Time to get stabbed.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Oh look, he stopped the blaster bolt. Okay, guys, bye. <laughs> so, Sam,
0: are you inter- or Are you what were you just about to say? No, I
1: was just saying. I uh, hoping for something good.
0: Who knows? Sam, are you interested? Or do you know anything about Kara Russell? No, I anything? mean, I know her name. Yeah, that's. I,
2: I probably know her in some stuff if i googled it yeah, yeah like like that's exactly
0: how i feel like i keep on wanting to say that it's the girl from pirates of the caribbean but i don't think it is i, I think it's kira knightley. knightley yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one of those things where yeah i'm sure if i googled it no sh- thing about her She's gonna be making I mean, way more money than I'm ever gonna make. I'm so. AMD, if we like <laughs> But yeah, there's there's that. Uh, but she she in looks, August Rush. But she looks good. Oh, she is an August Rush. That's oh. a pretty that's a pretty decent movie. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. It's, it's an okay movie. I like,
2: August Rush was moving my
0: childhood. Yeah, no, dude. <laughs> I I really liked it because it made me feel like I could do guitar because yeah. <laughs> <'cause>, like my <laughs> brother would have his guitar and I'd be like, BUH well, I, I played da, the, da. The, I
2: played the guitar. And so I, I was just learning when that movie came out, and so I uh-huh. thought you can play it like that, <laughs> <laughs> where you can just like smack the strings. <laughs> and, and so I would, I would go with my mom and play, try to like <laughs> play Ooh, it like that, but like play little, like a rubber band. <laughs> <laughs> little,
0: little Freddie Highmore, doing all that stuff. Yeah. Aka Norman Bates. I mean, Ever watching any of that show where he's Norman Bates in it? It's pretty good. I,
1: don't I haven't watched I have. all of
0: it, but it's pretty, it's pretty decent. Is not he in the doctor or Well no like he is a doctor who's like he plays this like autistic doctor okay, yeah. in one of these the, mo- in one oh, of these yeah. shows. What's that show called? I'm not try- I'm trying The Good Doctor. The Good the doctor. doctor. Oh okay. Yeah. And he um, plays Norman Bates in this one like young Norman Bates TV show. And oh, okay. he's pretty good in that. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's a under- he, I, he's gotta, good actor. got he's got give praise for The Good Doctor, no, I think. You know, I should probably check it out and sometime. It's just that TV shows, they're all encompassing. Yeah. I just watched Barry. The, I watched the if you have you ever heard of Barry? Mm-hmm. It's where Bill Hader plays a hitman, and he is um he has to kill some dude that's in an acting class. So he infiltrates the acting class, and then he goes to it, and like Henry Winkler's the acting teacher. Oh, it's God. just it's amazing. <laughs> and then great. and then Bill Hader goes in, and then he like loves the class, and he realizes that he's always wanted to act. So he decides he wants to be an actor instead of being a hitman. And then hilarity ensues because he has to balance those two lives as he's trying to get out of being a hitman. And so it's just really good. It's a great show. It's on HBO. Oh. Well, it's fantastic.
1: We got we got a tad distracting. Well, yeah,
0: no, no, just a tad. But it works. We're we, we, we are actually making pretty good time here. So Sweet. Lit. <laughs> so we have that. Um, we have general Hux hanging out with um um, hanging out with allegiant general pride Mm. which is richard e grant which i don't know why richard e grant hasn't been an imperial slash first order officer yet he just looks the part so well he just looks like a nazi (laughs) like he looks like he's about to oppress some aliens right now you know what i mean (laughs) he's a good casting choice no he's a great casting choice Mm -hmm. and he's like he sounds so official, even though I feel like Star Wars <laughs> creates new titles <laughs> for imperial, op- imperial officers just to make themselves seem more important. Like, Allegiant General Pride. <laughs> spelled with a Y. <laughs> Is it really? Yes, it's definitely spelled with a Y. <laughs> oh my God.
2: That's so extra. Oh, very
0: <laughs> extra. But, yeah, what do you guys think about that?
2: Um... Yeah, I mean I think you I think you're spot on with this <laughs> with his casting choice. No. And and saying that, I think uh yeah, I mean it's cool.
0: Yeah, he looks proper. He looks like he will just What's annoy it? domo gleason a lot because i you can tell that guy has performance issues <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that he thinks you can tell that he's like I'm, he has like that whole complex plop, complex where he's a shrimp and so the second that kylo gets out of the room he probably wants to look so much bigger yeah. and different stuff like that so i think that it would be a good foil for domo gleason's character mm-hmm. and all that jazz so I mean, uh,
1: yeah i kind of think i don't know <laughs> when i first saw the picture my first thought was like Dad, Kylo's being mean to me. <laughs> Alleg-
0: Allegiant General
1: Pride. <laughs> yeah, like, the stormtroopers won't listen. <laughs> I don't know, I think Hux... I don't know, Hux has kind of gotten the... Uh, I guess he's probably just written this way of like, being the sniveling kind of bad guy. Like, he got embarrassed by uh, Snoke in the beginning of The Last Jedi, where it was like, ah, Force of come here, now. And then there's always his little kind of rivalry with uh kylo uh, i think it'll be a good foil to hux in a way that like we haven't really seen because like hux has always been pretty much in charge except for snoke and kylo a little bit so it'll be interesting to see what like i don't know a more mature leader figure is to him no yeah it's There's, gonna a bunch of kids running the universe and no one seems to care
0: no exactly so i just feel like it's i feel like it's a really good choice i think that it's really cool that they're expanding the universe even in this last chapter and i'm just excited to see where that because i was kind of trepidatious to look at these photos and really get delve into them but at the same time i feel like they showed us just enough to podcast really peak, yeah to kind of like yeah exactly to pique my interest and be like okay well they're not showing me a lot about the plot they're showing me, they're like setting up some really cool questions for me because I'm like, where's all this going to go? And like, there's a picture in particular that I really want to talk about later. Yes. But, um, because that's, I think it's very fascinating where they're at in that picture. But we have this picture of our boy Lando literally wearing the same threads <laughs> that he was wearing in the solo movie. I know. Um, we have Poe Dameron. We have BB-8 chilling there. We have D.O., which is a new droid that's going to just have all the toys. You know, have all these kids are going to be asking for D.O. toys. <laughs> but, and we have our boy, R.I.P., um, Chewbacca. chilling there and different things like that so we have them in the millennium falcon they're chilling having a grand old time you know as good as you'd probably get with that millennium falcon without thinking of the fact that if you put a black light to that place you'd be like han (laughs) you know how many aliens uh, okay i'm not gonna get into that but still it's just one of those things where it's just like your mom listens to this podcast occasionally okay hi mom Um, (laughs) (laughs) but anyways i think that it's a very great Photo, classic photo of just them chilling in mm-hmm. the, chilling in the Falcon. It's just as good as you'd think it would be seeing Lando there again. And I think it's really sad that Han's not there anymore. It's sad mm-hmm. that Leia isn't there anymore. It's sad that Luke isn't there anymore. Or will he be there? But um, um... <laughs> fans will come after you. I can't, can't after Mark Hamill on Twitter. <laughs> So it's one of those things where I think it's a, you know, just a great classic photo. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think it's a, I, it's a really good picture, really good. I mean, she's just a phenomenal photographer. Uh, I, I love Oscar Isaac. Uh, yeah. I mean, you just, seen
0: Inside Llewyn Davis? Mm-mm. Oh dude, you need to check out Inside Llewyn Davis. It's a great movie. Coen Brothers. It's a Coen oh, Brothers okay. film where he's just a wandering musician, and you, it's not really a movie about anything. It's just him dealing with the different. Um, relationships in his life and just walking through life he randomly like finds a cat and he just like is like hey cat don't follow me around and he's just hanging out with his cat the entire time and it sounds really simplistic but it's just so good because it just like enters his life but inside lewin davis oscar isaac's probably my favorite oscar (laughs) isaac performance but anyways continue
2: (laughs) yeah i mean i I think it's, it's gonna be interesting to see where that goes in the movie with these characters and like you said if anyone's gonna come back or rejoin them and stuff
0: so, mm. yeah. Um, Chahance. Chahancey? Uh, C- <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I Chahancey. Well, obviously, I've said this on the podcast before. I wish they would have brought Lando back way sooner than this. They should have.
0: And uh, I think if they knew, like, obviously, you, there's no way of knowing stuff with Carrie Fisher and stuff. Yeah. I think they would have kind of tried to get everybody together earlier. But uh, can continue uh, on. But the thing is, life isn't like that sometimes. Sometimes uh, you don't get to see uh, somebody for the rest
1: of time. That's true. It's sad, but you know. Uh, Anyways, a continue. Impressive. <laughs> uh, like Billy D always never fails to bring a smile to my face. Like no matter what he's doing, um, so I'm glad he's here. I hope you know Oscar Isaac looks good. The new droid looks good. You know, you know there's gonna be like a little iPad app toy that you can control uh, for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was I gonna? Oh, well oh, yeah, the threads you were talking about of him being in the same stuff that he wore in Solo. Mm-hmm. I was reading on Reddit about um the pictures and someone's just like you know he probably there's some probably just some compartment that han never found on the millennium falcon the whole time where lando's just like bang bang and then like (laughs) hey my clothes (laughs) He was like and they still fit all right (laughs) just something suave billy d line i can't i hope he's in a maybe he won't i hope (laughs) billy d is in a bunch of this movie i just uh, he's so good so good He's so great. He's even
0: great as (laughs) (laughs) Two-Face. Like, it's in that dumb Batman movie. I don't know if that's Batman Forever, but he was...
1: He was Two-Face before, like, he became, like, he was Harvey Dent. Yeah. And then the next movie, they recast him with Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah. I bet Millie D would have made that movie way better.
0: No, but yeah, he was just... Millie D's great. That's just the name of the game. He's amazing. He's suave. He's perfect (laughs) as Lando. Mm -hmm. And... I think that they did him a real dirty disservice with his story line with him and Han in Return of the Jedi. Because they should have had some conflict and all that yeah. jazz. And I thought that would have been really cool. But anyways, Take that's just Falcon. me go ahead. That's just me complaining about films uh, that came out before I was born. So <laughs> before Osborne was Osborne. Osborne was Osborne. <laughs> anyways, continue. <laughs> Anything else you guys have to say about our boy Lando chilling in the chilling in the, in the cockpit of the Falcon? Um, Do you know if he's going to if they're going to like uh explore the whole AI of the ship? Say like, hey, he's I like, remember you. Yeah, because like his um droid oh, well. is the ma- navigation system and all oh, that yeah. stuff.
1: The SJW bot. The, yeah, the SJ the no good it no good SJW
0: bot. Social justice warrior. uh they're for robot rights. I ain't for robot rights. This is a this is a this is just a movie about ah. Uh, this is a movie about Star Wizards. There can't be no rats. There can't be no political commentaries. This is a Star War. I
1: suspect that was...
0: Because um, George Lucas definitely wasn't, you know, referencing the, um, the Nazis at all when he was making the of those stormtroopers.
1: Vader didn't have a mustache. See? Uh, no. Checkmate, liberals. <laughs> no, good, no good, no good, no good libtards. I think that robot in Solo was like... I thought she a, was great. A remnant from when Lord Miller were directing that movie. Uh-huh. And Ron Howard just like, yeah, I don't know, we'll just.
0: As much as I liked Solo, I really
1: wish they directed it.
0: I just wanted to see how weird it would get. (laughs) To be completely honest, I really, even though they were like comparing him to Ace Ventura, I doubt it was that bad. No. But, anyways, anything else you guys have to say about our boy Lando? (laughs)
1: Um, please survive this movie.
0: I, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll kill one of the the OGs again. I, I, I hope not. But yeah, um, there's a picture that I really like. I don't know if it's worth talking a ton about, but lay it on. there's not there's Naomi Aki. She's a new um she's a new cast member we're, we're and color she's no with, way. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and um she's also with Finn and they're on these horse type things and it looks and it's entitled horsing around. Finn and new ally, Janna, played by Naomi Aki, is atop of Hardy Orbacks. They lead the charge against mechanized forces of the First Order. And extremely surreal to be in it, says Aki. And see how it works from the inside. So, yeah. She's you no, know, She seems to be liking it. And Good I'm up, trying Jenna. to there
1: like Hopefully it goes better than the last time Finn was on an alien horse do up to something
0: that was such a stupid scene you know what was annoying when the end of that scene when uh <laughs> when wh- what's her face who the internet's super mad at and rose? Super racist. yeah rose when rose oh. was like now we're done i'm like no there's still kids that are in captivity <laughs> you're not done go get them wanna- and take them out of they're like yeah now we're done uh, they unchained the horse
1: i want to run my fist through this whole beautiful place i'm like what? Who wrote that? <laughs>
0: I thought that was a decent line. It wasn't no. awful. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. It wasn't nearly as was bad weird. as it's. I hate sand. It's coarse, <laughs> and rough. It gets everywhere. That's the best Which quote is true. It, is it kind like, of does get everywhere. Whole, whole like, have time. you ever gotten like sand stuck in your hair?
1: Yes. That's awful.
0: But anyways, <laughs>
1: um, it's a, like that's probably come to the beach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's probably what Anakin was talking about. But yeah, Naomi Aki, um, Finn on top of this thing another extremely well compos- composed shot yeah. like seriously i'm just this is probably like the gushing about annie lebowitz the podcast because she's just amazing <laughs> but anyways
1: <laughs> i can be your apprentice i
0: would i would definitely be her apprentice shoot oh, yeah. <laughs> like i'd be like dude teach me how to teach me how to do this you're fantastic
1: <laughs> please I'll get you coffee, please.
0: I would get her coffee for the rest of time if <laughs> she would teach me how to do that stuff. It's like Annie
1: Lewowitz lives to be like hundred and thirty and you're just like ninety five. <laughs> like, I can't do it and then she's like, God, this guy's such a chunk. <laughs> I'd hope if I was doing it for that long I'd be able to kind of do it well. But continue. And you can do it on your own. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think it looks I think the creatures look really creative, like with like the tusks and everything. Yeah. Uh, like I don't know. My first thought was, okay, they're hairy horses that have the faces of, like, baboons with tusks like warthogs. And I was like, I'm all for it. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know a lot of people don't like, uh, well, with hindsight, they don't like uh, James Cameron's Avatar as much. But, like, mm-hmm. seeing all those alien creatures, just, like, pure carnage of them, smashing all those, like, those mechs and those wacky helicopters was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they're doing statues up against the empire that'd be I don't
0: know, I think that'd be pretty cool. No, I think it would be pretty dope point. too. I think it would be pretty lit. Anyways, uh, we have oh another photo for you guys. I know, I could just stop. It's entitled Starcrossed, very deservedly so. And it's Kylo Ren and Rey battle out with um out with, I can't ride today. I can't write today? (laughs) I can't read today. Uh, Kylo Ren and Rey battle it out uh, with lightsabers in a stormy confrontation. Their force connection is what um, Driver calls their maybe bond will turn out to run even deeper than previously revealed.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And
0: first of all, this picture is the best one out of all these. It's stunning. It's and stunning seeing ball. them Those in the ra- are slippery. exactly seeing all this stuff, and I just want to see. I want to see what's around all of this, the set at this yeah. time, and everything like that. Like I really want to see what's going on. I want to see like what is, what's probably. practical and
2: what they added exactly because that's like
0: post. exactly because I just think that that's understandable because. I see a shot like this, and usually I'm like, oh, some of that, so much so much of that's probably not practical. Yeah. But you'd be surprised with these movies. Yeah. How much mm-hmm. money Disney throws at this stuff. Uh-huh. So much of the stuff could just be practical and be amazing. <laughs> so, you know the Knights nice
1: of Ren are just like, playing cards just off screen. <laughs> <laughs> at home. But and Ray are at it again.
0: Kohancy, what do you think about this?
1: I think it's good. It's going to be like the... I guess they didn't technically have a lightsaber duel in the Last Jedi, but it's going to be like the third time they're fighting each other. Uh-huh. Like with the lightsaber duel at the end of Force Awakens, that little force tug of war with um, Anakin slash Luke slash Ray's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, that's my grandpappy's lightsaber. Get your mitts off it.
0: Yeah, that's my grandpappy's. But yeah,
1: that was my grandpappy's. He hated sand.
0: <laughs> it was coarse, rough, and it got everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs> We need to stop quoting Attack of the Clones, okay? Well, it's my
0: favorite Star Wars movie. I have no issues with it. It's the perfect film.
1: so you were really happy when it turned 17 years old the other day. I was happy. No, we had a
0: guest last week. Our boy Nate. Shout out to Nate if you're listening. But anyways, he just randomly mentions in the middle of the podcast, he goes, today is Attack of the Clones' 17th birthday. And I'm like, dude, of course you would just randomly mention
1: that in the middle of this podcast. (laughs) then it was like the Phantom Menaces a couple days later and then like another day it was the Revenge of the oh, Sith. No, for su-
0: no, for sure. But any other thoughts on this StarCross?
1: I, I hope they have a really cool
2: in the movie I hope they had like a really awesome lightsaber battle. I hope they uh, did too. Not gonna lie,
1: I was kind of hoping Ray would just like build her own lightsaber instead of remaking I agree. Luke Anakin her lightsaber. I know it's for toys, but I mean, you could sell just as many toys if you I think made you a could sell. One, I think you
0: could sell more toys. I think so, too. Because I thought they were going to make her staff into one. That was my theory. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, you could have, I don't know, green lightsaber? Another purple one? Who knows? I. Don't, yeah, I don't um, know if
0: they're going to go with a green lightsaber or a purple one again. I think that's Saint kind of Jackson exclusively thing. a... And I love how he has, like, bad mother effer. Wrote well, <laughs> written on written on his thing. I, mean, I, I think that's I think that's hysterical. I know that
1: dude has it on his mantle.
0: No, you do. Exactly. No, he has it. Like, he owns mm-hmm. it. He has it at his house. He kept it. He kept a few things from the set.
1: Usually you can't get away with that, but...
0: He's Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson's one of the few. Yeah. No, like, if I ever work on a movie and Sam Jackson's in it, I'm like,
1: do whatever you want. You know some some extras, <laughs> like, stay next to the craft table? Hey, can we get that? No. <laughs>
0: exactly. He's like, but I wore it this whole time. I have sweat stains in it. No! <laughs> we could use it. Okay. Well, we to save money. This is the last photo we're going to be talking about today. And it is our boy Luke Skywalker <gasps> chilling. There's fire in the background. Um, and you see him in his Lashed Jedi garb, which is interesting. And also, he has his glove on. He has a glove on, you know? Mm-hmm. He has a glove on that he puts over his robotic hand he's looking very physical he's not really looking too ghost like apparently the page won't load again but anyways um no but he's he's looking real not ghost like chilling with r2d2 i'm not going to throw any theories let's just talk about the photo at this point (laughs) but what do you guys think about the picture here or anything like that but also i should probably read the caption mark hamill as luke with r2d2 speculation is rampant about who will rise as the as the skywalker in the movie's title and how that choice will reflect the way um the how the world has changed since star wars debuted in 1977 so that's an interesting caption. I actually yes. didn't read that caption before. <laughs> I was kind of just like enthralled with how cool the picture was. Yes. Yell but at me
1: about reading the stuff and then you don't read I the I wasn't stuff. okay
0: in my show notes. I just made a kind comment saying, hey guys, just a reminder make sure to read stuff so we can talk about it, chance. Or else
1: I'll break your knuckles. Anyway, you <laughs> didn't yeah. mention that.
0: Okay. okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyways, Sam, what do you think about the pic?
2: Um, I think it's, well, photography wise, it's, it's I mean, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just the lighting, the mood, the background—it's all really good. And <coughs> I, I wonder if they did this picture just to uh, bring up questions for fans, and uh, that's yeah. probably the the whole reason for the picture. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, the, the caption kind of admits that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. This one's gonna have fans talking for sure. Exactly,
0: and I think that they're very, very deliberate. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> with how they did this. Yeah, because they got me and my speculative self being like, he has a glove on, <laughs> and he's a force ghost. He huh. doesn't need a. F- he like when he came when Anakin came back from the death. <laughs> he um, <laughs> yeah. was uh, Stop he, doing he, that. <laughs> he became. <laughs> it's my nerd voice. Stop it. Don't don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> um he. He became a full human. He wasn't wearing his Vader outfit. Gross. He wasn't burned. He was hating Christensen. Yeah. <laughs> so no, but that's actually a pretty good point, though. It like he's is. like he's not like like why does he have a glove? Why does he look like he's physically there? Yeah. Even though, like I'm just I'm just saying, and that could be a part of the fact that Anne Liebowitz I mean, just took the picture, and, <laughs> and it's, so it's, it's like one last of the things. Film, yeah.
2: And so, I mean, they might I don't know they might
1: pull some trickery.
0: I think that. I think that it was a bad choice to kill off Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi. I yes. if they so
1: they killed him like we thought I, exactly. But yeah. if
0: they did it I think it was an excellent choice. If Ryan Johnson was like, "Huh, I'm trying to throw you guys off,"
1: <laughs> <That would laughs> like make you all really mad for about two years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's. I think that it's a really interesting photo and everything like that. Chance, what do you think?
1: Uh, well, my first thoughts are, it looks great. Um, but my second thought when I first saw it was like. Do you think this is kind of a misdirect? Because if you remember back to The Last Jedi, the scene where uh, Luke has that temporary lapse in judgment and like attacks Kylo, well, he has his lightsaber, then Kylo wakes up and is like, "Oh, this is awkward." Um, it reminds me of, like that scene where like the New Jedi Temple is like on fire, and like that one scene of like his hand on like R2, just like weeping at the fact that oh no, the New Jedi Order is dead again. Um so it could be from like the, it could be like an expansion on that scene of when Kylo mm. went to the the dark side and then my other thought could be is that maybe it's a new force a bit like maybe he just kind of teleported away and not necessarily he's dead um like a lot of people I know it's pretty much the verbatim the same way that Luke and Obi Wan disappeared. Yeah, not, it definitely it
0: definitely was because his clothes did fall to the, the ground. Luke. It wasn't that he just his everything like his disappeared. Away. It's not like everything disappeared. The robes fell too. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So maybe it's a new Force ability, or just like like new like one with the Force powers. Like the I've always been like the maybe
0: oh. Luke is the Force. <laughs> 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 like,
1: like there's. Mind <laughs> Like, people, like, I think it's understandable for people to think that the Force is very static and unchanging because, like, for, like, years it was just like, you know, you can lift stuff, you can read people's minds, you can see into the future a little bit. And then, like, Palpatine whips out the lightning in Return of the Jedi, like, whoa, lightning? <laughs> but then, you know, we only saw all that stuff and into the prequels, it's just like, okay, you can do this stuff with the Force. So it's been, like, the abilities of the Force have been very static for a long time. So I think people were a little less accepting to the change that they saw in the uh, uh, Last Jedi, like, well, with your nerd voice, Coy, it's like <laughs> you can't astral project yourself halfway across the galaxy." It's like the seriously, can't dude, do that. It,
0: it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a movie about about space wizards. <laughs> you don't know everything that space wizards can do. <laughs> Shut up. Really, <And> <laughs> stop they, it. You can't make yourself go through space. This is stupid. No, like seriously, <laughs> I hate it when people are like, that's not how the physics would work. <laughs> what physics? What physics? What has physics? Wor- there are explosions in space. That is not how physics actually work. Like I love how you're Like in general, like stop it. Like why? Of- you were literally just figuring out reasons to bitch about this <laughs> No more. Like, <laughs> like that's
1: literally your what it suspension is. Suspension of disbelief gets like, its neck snapped as soon as something you don't like.
0: Happens. No, it just pisses me off. It makes me so annoyed when people just like, like seriously, guys have fun and watch movies and have fun and have a some suspension of disbelief. But you know, regardless. fair critiques. And <laughs> just don't, no, it's no, not. Critique. I don't think it's a fair critique though. I no, really no, no, no. don't I think make fair is. critiques. Yeah, but um, you know that aside. Anybody have any closing thoughts on the Annie Leibowitz spread everything like that? Rad um, photos, different things like that.
2: Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think great pictures. Uh, she did a great job choosing and taking pictures that raise awareness of what fans want to see mm-hmm. and, and what kind of gives hints to certain things about what's going to happen in the film. And so, I, I mean, I think it's a, it's
1: nothing but positive uh, stuff. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to see Maz Kanata at all in this movie. I don't know. Uh,
0: like, <laughs> I don't know. The one I think that's one of their failed characters, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like when,
1: like... Who plays her? She's in Black Panther. What's her name?
0: Her name's is um, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah,
1: Lupita Nyong'o. Oh yeah, I like Lupita. She's Nyong'o great. Twelve mm-hmm. um, Years a Slave. Mm, she's fantastic. Uh, so good. But like one of my problems with the Force Awakens, I know we're getting slightly way off topic. That's <laughs> um, fine. Like when uh, she has Luke's lightsaber, she's like, "Where did you get this?" Uh, a good question for another time. I'm like, the writer doesn't know where she got it. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that would be a great story for, I don't know, some comic block, or anything like that. In like the Disney streaming. I think that'd be cool. No, you
0: yeah, know, it would be a lot of fun. And they're going to do a lot of cool stuff with that Disney streaming. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to do some closing out time with some rad listener questions. Radical. Sam's going to be on the hot seat. <laughs> You're not going to want to miss it. Okay, peace for now. And we are back with the Box Office pros podcast. And we have Sam Bench here. We're going to be giving him listener questions. Your voice will be heard, and you'll get to know if I'm a jerk or not, and I chose your question or not, you know? <laughs> so anyways, just off the bat, we have this from Mike. What is the easiest part of a scene to mess up? Lighting, dialogue, etc. you know? Mm. It can be anything. What's the easiest thing to mess up in a scene?
2: To mess up? That's a good question. Um it, I think it depends what you're doing with it. Like, w- what job... Because if the DP does the lighting, and so mm-hmm. you, you just kind of tell them what you want, and then the DP does it. So on my aspect, you don't really mess that up. Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you're if you writing and directing it, I would say that the, probably the easiest thing to mess up would be... I would... I don't, that's a good question. um I would say uh, blocking in a scene. Yeah. I, I think blocking is is something that you either do well or it kind of messes a lot of things up in your mm-hmm. scene
0: and for those of you who don't know blocking in the scene is when you get the director or when you get the actors and different things in the set itself and in certain positions so you can get the shot that you want and get everything there where you want yeah it, yeah you like gotta keep,
2: yeah you gotta keep in mind um, like the 180 the 180 the 180 degree rule um, the, just where your camera is mm-hmm. uh, you have to plan out the whole scene to make sure that you don't cross that line or uh, you don't mess up the camera movements. You have all that kind of stuff. And so I think that's really easy to mess up mm-hmm. if you're not aware of it. Uh, and it's something that a lot of new directors aren't aware of, that yeah. blocking scenes and, and how pretty much like that's really all directing is, is blocking scenes, figuring out where to put the camera deliberately so the story's well told. Uh, and so I think that's that's probably the easiest thing to mess up. And I think that's what a lot of problems with student films are. Yeah, is that they don't <laughs> they don't keep that in mind of how important blocking is mm-hmm. to just how oh, the overall success of the, the the result of the film.
0: Oh no, yeah, because your shots just don't make sense then. Yeah, <laughs> and it's one of those things where. You're not breaking the 180 degree rule unless you know what you're doing, though. Yeah. Like you, if you're gonna break that rule, you're doing some experimental stuff, but you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like one of those things where it's like when you know, you know the shouldn't... rules, you can break them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you so have to you, you have to you learn have to, them first. Exactly, you have to learn them and you have to practice them first. Yeah. So it's one of those things. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. That's a good okay. Question. Next question from Brenna: Do you believe in any conspiracy theories? If so, which ones do you believe in? Just in general. <laughs> in general. It oh, can man. be about, it can even be a film <laughs> conspiracy theory if you want, if, if, if there is one. Conspiracy theories. Oh, that's a. Um, yeah, I know. I was kind of impressed when I, when I got this one, too. I was like, oh, shoot, this is, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, conspiracy theories. <laughs> this one, Alex Jones, to just jump out of the window <laughs> and be like, the frogs are freaking gay! Ah! Just yell out there, but anyway. <laughs>
2: this isn't really conspiracy this is just uh, I watched a video the other night of Forrest Flynn if you've ever heard of Forrest Flynn I don't think I have it's his whole treasure hunt
0: (laughs) okay
2: (laughs) and it's not really conspiracy I guess but it's just it's kind of I guess uh he he's like this uh antique collector and he's collected millions of dollars of antiques and he was diagnosed with cancer or something Mm -hmm. years ago and so he put all his soup like it's like five million dollars worth of antiques in in this box and wrote a poem (laughs) and then uh so it's become viral and people have tried to solve the poem to find where it is, and no one's found it yet.
0: Dude, let's so, go treasure hunting. It's going to be a s- movie starring
2: Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> and so people we wonder if, to that's, find this poem. if it's a real, if, it's, if the treasure's <laughs> even real, if it's not real. And so there's this whole thing about it, but it's, it was pretty interesting. There's, there's tons of videos about it, and so that, just right off the bat, it's kind of the first conspiracy theory that I think of. But I'm not huge in the conspiracy theories. I think a lot of things, uh, people just make up. No, yeah, and, for sure. Because
0: let Like it's one of those things where they just get out of. Hand. I think they're just funny, like most yeah. of the time. But because thing things I used to be really into them, but then I realized that people were using them to do very bad things. So I was like, right. uh, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> but anything. Chance, do you believe in any um, conspiracy theories?
1: Uh, there's some that I think are plausible that are really non-controversial. Really, there's there's one that's like in World War One, where uh, the Germans sent the Mexicans uh, a message saying hey, wouldn't it be super cool if you invaded America? And then British intercepted it. It's like, hey, look what the Germans did. It's like, oh, I guess we're going to declare war on now. But there's some people like, what if the British just made that message and said it so they could get America into the war? Oh. No,
0: yeah, like that's – like, and that's what I'm saying. Some of these conspiracy theories are feasible, and they could make sense from an external perspective because there's a lot of conspiracy theories – that have proven to be kind of true. And yeah. it's like, like for instance, it's like, uh, I don't want to get too political here, but it's just like the war in Iraq and how it was started not for the same reasons than a lot of uh, the constituents of the Bush administration would think. Yeah, <laughs> things like that, exactly. <laughs> so it's just like one of those things where it's conspiracy theories like that, where some of them can be proven to be true, but mm-hmm. all this like Pizzagate stuff and all these yeah. just like, <laughs> Even though I would like to believe that we are led by lizard people, though. I think that'd be a good time.
1: So, some I, innocent person's business. <laughs>
0: but no, it's just like one of those things where, yeah, can be harmful, but yeah. yeah but yeah, thank just, you. They're but, fun. No, yeah. They are. But thank you so much, Brenna. Thank you for that question. Yeah, Brenna. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, from Chance, who is hey, definitely a listener. Uh, <laughs> I think you already kind of glossed past this, but you might have a different answer um than i think but who has inspired you the most in the industry
2: Mm. um probably christopher nolan yeah like that's what i was thinking because we already yeah yeah because we 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 mentioned
0: but like explain some more like what's the first christopher nolan film that you ever watched or what do you um like what was something yeah just made you fall in love probably i think his
2: his writing is uh something that i've well, I, I fell in love with the prestige. Yeah. I think oh, the prestige is great. Yeah, I and so, love the prestige. And so I you know, I, I've seen this films before, but then when I, when I started getting really into film and, and writing and all that kind of stuff, when I watched the prestige, I was just the writing and just the way he tells that story, uh, and the story structure is crazy good. I mean it's crazy. Uh and then once you it's just he he takes film to another level and he really he he shows a lot of people who think they know about film how it's done and uh and i mean just In- inception uh, i mean the dark knight is one probably one of the best just superhero films or just films of like the past decade uh as a super and, he, and he's just so incredibly versatile like he's done a superhero movie he's done a space movie he's done a war movie he's done uh, a a magic movie with the Prestige. Just, no, I yeah. mean, it's crazy how versatile he is as a writer and director. Uh, and he just has such understanding of his craft. It's just it, you you can't help but not want to learn from him. And uh, for, uh, yeah, the Prestige is the movie that really turned me on to how amazing he is at writing. And and then I and then I looked more into the Dark Knight and, and just how he creates characters and and protagonists and antagonists and how their conflicts match with each other and they're so perfect for each other and and how those go with the plot of the film and all it's just it all works so well and it's there's rarely a flaw in his in his writing and that's something to be marveled i think and, and very impressive and so so yeah i just i love <laughs> i love Christopher nolan uh, and of course tarantino is a big inspiration and uh, for his writing and just what he's done, any anyone that can write and direct original content nowadays is uh, is something to be inspiring and um, and like Denny Villeneuve, oh, I think his directing Denis is amazing. Yeah,
0: Denis, everybody sleeps on Denis too. Well, it's I just it's want just Dune he's, to be amazing, yeah, so amazing <laughs> yes. that people just <laughs> have to pay attention to it and be like, this guy's fantastic. Yeah, because I, mean, I think he's like Blade Runner, the closest. I think he's so close to Nolan as far as. Like his understanding, his of, understanding of the craft and yeah. everything like that. I just think it's really cool. But yeah, continue. Yeah, the, I uh, mean the the blade of your thunder here. He
2: he just <laughs> like arrival, arrival. Oh, I, I mean, love oh arrival. my gosh, like he's and prisoners. Uh, he he just he he respects his audience, and I think that's what makes a good director is that they respect their audience enough to uh, make a really awesome piece of art. So. So, yeah, Denny Villeneuve is an inspiration. Uh, Christian Nolan, Quentin Tarantino, Aaron Sorkin with his writing. Yes. Um, yes. Our um, yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Social Network.
0: <laughs> but, but yeah. No, dude. Social Network is probably one of the best scripts uh-huh. that I've ever read, period. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. But next question. We have this one from my boy Ryan Musinski. <laughs> he gets a last name. Shout out. <laughs> okay. So, Ryan asked two choices. Your body is literally a camera, but you have your normal human brain, and you can still think like you do now. B, that's the second option, you have a brain of a camera, but your normal body is doomed to walk around aimlessly recording things with your eyes all (laughs) open all the time with no real conscience. After a year of the footage of what the footage is collected and edited edited into a film, which one do you think would be the um, better chance of making a lot of money and getting into Sundance? By the way, (laughs) by the way, making a lot of Ryan making a lot of money and getting into Sundance are two very different things. (laughs) Yeah, usually a lot of films like getting Sundance don't make a lot of money. love you ryan ryan and i've been pals since like fourth grade he's a good guy he's he's an an avid listener and he's hilarious he's he's hilarious he's a funny guy oh my gosh shout out to you ryan (laughs) i i I love you buddy thank you for asking this question because it's great that's a great question (laughs) so what do you think um so I have to choose between those two? Yeah, if you want to like read over them oh, again damn. or look over them again, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's a, it's just an interesting question. It's so if my
2: body is a camera and you have a normal brain and still think as I do, or the brain of a camera but your body records everything, and then after <laughs> 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 Which Oh, which has a better chance of making lots of money
1: getting a Sundance? Um So, are you, like, on a track like other cameras are that you can, like, go around and do stuff? Or are you just, like, sitting, like, as a camcorder on someone's shelf and, like, you know, Grandma Ethel saw a cool bird and (laughs) goes to take a picture with you. It's like, that is a cool bird. Good shot, Ethel, (laughs) or something. I don't know.
2: I mean, if
1: if you had to choose which one would
2: make it into Sundance, it would have to be – because the first one, you don't really get any footage if you're –
0: like, I think you're getting footage in both. Oh, I it's mean. It's they're not cognizant of what's going on. Oh, happening. I see. It just depends. Your brain. It de- yeah, it depends on the Yeah, the brain of a
2: camera there. and you're doomed to walk around. Oh, I see. I see. So, I, I would say the first one, you would probably get a better chance getting into Sundance just because uh, the second one, you're just aimlessly recording things. Uh, it would probably be hard to get a good film
1: doing that. Or what? But what if it, was, it would it be so? Would Someone be so. teaches the camera brain how to love. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. What if they made it like her, her, <laughs> and everything <laughs> like I was that? Just about to say that. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson just in your head. Scarlett Johansson
0: just got engaged. Did you? Dang really? it! <laughs> to Colin Jost, that one dude from SNL who's telling the, who tells the jokes with Michael Che. Oh, on, uh, on weekly on the well, weekly update. Weekend update. He's yeah. a weekend update guy. Weekend update is like. I actually—it's probably like the only—the only thing that's consistently pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing that's good in our era of SNL, in my opinion. But yeah. off topic. But uh, no, for sure. But I thank you, Ryan, for that question. <laughs> that was a
2: great question. <laughs> when I when we went when I was in the Omaha Film Festival like two years ago, there was there was a question, and it was like because after your screening, you have q and A Q&A with all the filmmakers, and you know, no a normal question would be like. What camera did you use? What editing software did you use? Like, wh- how long did it take you? Whatever. And someone asked, our favorite Steve Buscemi movie. <laughs>
0: like, I love that. Spy Kids I too.
2: love that. Like, that's such a, such a, I think someone did say Spy Kids too. And someone said, and, oh, and someone didn't know that it was Spy Kids, that like he was in Spy Kids, so then they said Spy Kids. Yes. But, oh that was, yeah, it was such a random question for a film festival Q&A. <laughs> Dude, Buscemi
0: is like, a- funny guy though yeah he's so weird but he's such a funny fun performer but anyways yeah
2: yeah thanks for the question uh ryan (laughs)
0: no he's uh, you can tell he thought about it though. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's exactly, the funny thing is is when i saw that because i put it on one of my facebook statuses and when i saw that ryan commented i was like oh no <laughs> i'm like this is just how this is just how he is <laughs> yeah and I, I had a few friends like that in high school where you just they
2: they really put all their effort into coming up with a good <laughs> a good question
0: <laughs> no, like that. It's, it's fun stuff it's good stuff and i wanted to close out Kind of talking about, I didn't put this in the show notes, but I decided that we're going to talk a little bit about whatever you can talk about, about, you know, what you're doing in film right now. Oh, okay. Like, um, cause you had a film that was in the, um, Omaha Film Festival called Orange Marigold. Mm -hmm. Um, you did a concept, was it a concept that you Mm. released there and everything like that? I know my buddy Sam, who I grew up with in elementary school was in it um sam larson one oh yeah I grew, <laughs> yeah, I up, yeah i grew up yeah i grew up with him in elementary school oh, i school. love sam and no yeah, he's a great guy i ran into him he was on a campus. funny casting choice oh he's a he's a fun guy well because i we
2: he works at common ground uh-huh. in Elkhorn, and seth and i worked there at the time my brother i have a twin brother seth who's also directed it uh and sam worked he, he worked as like a just a kind of like a janitor type person and we had casting calls and he responded on facebook and I and we didn't know he acted. He and, does. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know he He's acted for a while. And, and he came into audition and uh he was, it was him and one of the person not just audition for the bartender because there was a speaking role but we cut it out in the film and uh he killed it. I mean he did that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he took it very seriously and he was very professional on set uh and he, he was very helpful i mean he's yeah he's a great guy mm-hmm. um but but yeah we had that in the in the festival the Omaha Film Festival for it was a concept film for a screenplay that we wrote uh that we're trying to get financed um and while we while we're doing that we're working on writing another film nice. uh we just finished the outline for that cool. uh and so we're gonna, we're going to try to get the script done by the end of the summer and um i think it's it's doable and then actually i i, I we're shooting a short film uh, this weekend, uh, and, and, uh, a good buddy of mine who I, we met at the festival. He's a, he's from Chicago. He's a producer from Chicago and he wrote this screenplay. Uh, and it's, it's an eight page script, uh, really funny. And he came to us and he said, Hey, I got this really cool script. Would you guys be interested in directing it? And he has a budget. Um, and so we, for the past few months, we've been getting cast and crew together. We had casting auditions, um, and we're shooting that this weekend. And so, wow nice Uh, yeah that's awesome if you
0: ever if you ever need like a poor podcaster kid who is who's going who's going to school who's going to school for broadcasting if you ever need a typecast like that just hit me up oh you'll you'll be the first i call (laughs) (laughs) give me the first i call
1: but you are going to get frustrated at your writing assignment. Go. <laughs> Great direction. <man. laughs> no, dude.
0: Seriously, I could I, I think I could turn out a pretty decent performance. I was in theater. Yeah. You're I going was to thought to murder your professor. <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> Imagine this. Um uh, horrible bosses except horrible professors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That movie would not end well. <laughs> that, that would
2: that would be hard to get financed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're just chur- murdering a bunch Kevin of kids. <laughs> yeah. It's like so bad that Kevin Spacey's the only one who, who, ta- who takes the role. <laughs> oh <man>. oh <laughs> no! Goodness, it's like the second Billionaire Boys Club. <laughs> <laughs> bunch of dude. kids killing their teachers. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. And the funny thing is that whole Billionaire Boys Club movie, that made like that didn't even. That made in like the like I mean like the movie made like forty thousand dollars like it was bad it was a Kevin Spacey movie that made like no money yeah at all and they're trying really hard to be Martin Scorsese like the whole time apparently I haven't um, seen the movie but it's no. just one of those things where it's like okay. no
1: we could name our horrible bosses ripoff uh tenure <laughs> <laughs> no dude that's Great! I think this is a great way to pitch a script.
0: Exactly. You know, we're we're talking with a filmmaker right now. We're like, hey, Sam, get it done. Hey. <laughs> I can get you a concept for it. Get you all still these still parking bass. it do have to park way over there. <laughs> but no, continue on. Is there anything else interesting that you're really excited about coming up that you can talk to me about? Obviously,
2: um, like that. Really, I mean, just the the script that we're writing now is uh because we wrote our first script orange marigold was our first ever screenplay we wrote feature length and it was a big learning like a really really big learning experience and it was it's i mean it's a good script but it's it's limited because we were learning at the time and uh and so with this new screenplay that we're writing it's it's after we've learned all these things and so we're applying those to the script and it's it's just super i'm very very excited about this this screenplay it's it's something that uh i i the reason i think we can finish it by the end of the summer is that we're so into it and and it's fun being into film like that again because it, it, with the screenplay it was like that the first time with orange marigold and then uh we 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 that's that took so long that it was it kind of took over our are creative thinking and you only have so much creative thinking until you're burnt out and so uh it's it's fun to have this new one do the same thing that happened a few years ago and so that that's for me that's really exciting uh to have that happen again and the screenplay i think is is going to be really good hopefully and, yeah and ho- i believe in
0: you ho- no dude i actually do believe i actually do believe in you as somebody who has not seen or- orange marigold but i have read uh-huh. the screenplay for orange marigold and i think it's quite good and, and like it's <laughs> genuine like I've read a lot of screen I've read a lot of student screenplays before where I've been like, okay, this part of it's good and this part of it's good and yeah. this part of it's good and you know where you have to kind of cherry pick with positive things this as a whole a dumb. <laughs> as as a as a whole I think like the wide majority of your script I'd have to read it again to honestly realize some of the things that i didn't like as much or different stuff like that mm-hmm. because but there was very few parts of it like i really enjoyed it and i think oh, that you're you. on your way yeah i think you're on the way to making some incredible films <laughs> so, and i really I appreciate so. you being on the podcast chance do you have any closing thoughts anything like that today
1: um Go support your local movie theaters. Exactly. Go they, support
0: your local movie theaters. Because if they
1: disappear, I'm going to be really mad at all of you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> go to Film Streams sometime, guys. Not a sponsor, but could be a sponsor. Anyways. go <laughs> no <worries>. um, Film <laughs> Streams, email us. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And then uh, support your local filmmakers, support your local podcasters like me. Yeah. <laughs> on anchor on anchor.fm slash help us. We're poor. Anyways. Um, Give me your change, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and the podcast will be better. Like, I honestly want to get a big setup where I can have all of us have mics at once and have a rad time and it can sound beautiful because I have the ability to make the podcast sound amazing and everything like that. But, you know, anyways. Use my knowledge, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> like, please um let help me use the knowledge that um i am paying a lot of money to go to school for but anyways it's like that one part of iron man 2 where he's just limited by
1: the technology of my time
0: <laughs> no for sure but yeah oh, it's like i think that's a good place to end uh support sure. your local artists support your everybody here i really appreciate you sam for being on the podcast i'd love to have you again and the thing is i haven't even met your brother so, it's like one of those things where maybe we can get oh, yeah, YouTube yeah, bouncing off of each other talking about films sometimes. You guys can talk about The Last Jedi. Yeah, guys, <laughs> you can just yell at me, The Last Jedi. We have a buddy named Caleb who, like, every chance he gets, he just likes to argue about like, two things. He likes to argue with BK about basketball, and he likes to argue with me about The Last Jedi.
2: <laughs> yeah, Seth, Seth is my brother, his name is Seth. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he, if he, because we, we just saw John Wick, oh, yeah. and he
0: did not like John. Wick. Oh dude, we'd have wow. more to argue so... about it. I love John Wick. Well, the new, the brain, did you see the brain? Yes, new my brain new dude. Okay. I went to Alamo and I saw all three of them in one Oh sitting. wow. It was fantastic. Oh, I was, a was a good, that by the way? It was amazing. It was just a ton of guys being dudes, <laughs> drinking beer and watching John Wick. And then you're like, ooh,
1: donkey. <laughs> yeah, exa-
0: ex- exactly. It was, fa- it was a fun time. And yeah. also Alamo, you can definitely, definitely <laughs> email us and we can get a sponsor wow. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be a really sweet sponsor. Yeah,
1: we could be the people who tell you not to uh, text and talk during the movies. <laughs> hey, you, honestly, you with the flat bill, stop talking, <laughs> dude. You're calling Kyle out <laughs> with this monster flat bill. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone Poor named house. Kyle is just like get, yeah, getting
0: baptized with monster on his head as a child. Have you seen that meme? Oh, it's hilarious. But you know, joking aside, <laughs> oh thank my. you guys for listening. Y'all have a good one. Box Office Bros out.